Hello and welcome to the Keto Man's Club podcast. We're glad you're here, where each week we talk about men's health and lifestyle. We do so with the foundation of the ketogenic diet and lifestyle. If you don't know what keto is, stick around and you'll find out. The podcast will bring you real honest fun. Each week we strive to uncover the tips and tricks that you can use in your everyday life to maximize your overall health and find the clearest path to becoming the best version of yourself that you were meant to be. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Keto Man's Club podcast. My name is Chris. I'm one of your hosts and I am joined today by Alberto. Uh, Jim is out this week having some fun at a fireworks display. So, you know, we can't begrudge him that, but uh, we still wanted to meet together and uh, get this interview done because our guest today has a message that I think a lot of us need to hear. Um, So we're going to dig into that. Um, Alberto, this has been a big week for us. How's it been for you? Uh, Overwhelming. Um, I think I now know what it feels like when you leave your house and you have a dog at home, what the dog feels like as it sees you driving away. (laughs) The overstimulation and the experience that is KetoCon and it's just amped up Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then like Sunday night comes around and and everything's back to normal. And it's, it's kind of hard to, to wind down from that. It was, we had such a tight knit group going out there. And it was always like, I'm like, man, I, I like legitimately missed these guys. And I just met them like three days ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I am very much the same way. Now I will say that I am still detoxing from being around so many people at once, uh, for so long, uh, that side of it, I'm kind of detoxing on, but, uh, I, <laughs> I totally, uh, connected so much with these uh this group of dudes that uh we will talk more about in uh well actually our our listeners will have already met them uh because they will be in the ketocon re- uh, recap episode um so we're, we're gonna have that uh for them for our listeners so they will have already met uh the most most of those people like gourmet and miles and just the whole gang and and uh so they will have heard that, those uh, voices and met those the people at least somewhat. Uh, and that was such a great group of guys just to come together and hang out. We got some barbecue Friday night and uh, a lot of them ended up, uh, and I was a little bit, uh, you know, little, little mad that I was missing out about it, but there's a good sized group of people that were at uh, Fogona Chow and um you know, <laughs> yeah we had talked so. about that yeah and, and my whole thing with the pot, i didn't miss it one bit because when i go to a brazilian steakhouse there's preparation involved because i promise you they're not going to make money off me and the amount of food i ate that day like they would have made money off me that night at, at the mm-hmm. at the brazilian steakhouse so i was like you know what i'll, I'll take the l here because uh because yeah, i've been feasting all day and uh speaking of feasting all day it's ironic, you know, and, and it was multiple, multiple people in our little group were saying so because we none of us really normally do a whole lot of sweets and stuff. And, you know, this this uh, convention center just packed with every sweet and savory and salty snack you could imagine. And I, for one, didn't hold back, which is way outside of my uh, normal eating habits. And man, did I catch the effects of that. Like I, I was just saying earlier that I think like the last time keto kind of ended Sunday, I think today. I'm actually starting to feel normal again <laughs> from detoxing from all the all the processed stuff I was eating. I'm not saying I regret it one bit because uh, it was amazing. No, <laughs> no, it, it totally was. And and getting it, it, getting to try something without spending the money 
even if I knew that there were side effects, it's totally worth it. Um, how many of those? How many of those little salamis did you think you ate? <laughs> oh, about fifty at least, um, and that's like <laughs> you know, and uh, uh, the the minimum. And then I I had that one package that we picked up that gave us uh, as we were leaving, and I, I I finished that off today. I'll be ordering more. I've got a bag of Franks in the pantry, but as soon as that bag of Franks is is gone, then then that's my go to from now on because those were those are delicious. Yeah. And they they're clean. They they didn't have any of the extra stuff. It was all the sweet things, the amazing brownies that were oh those gooey brownies. Oh, I, you know what? I almost I'm almost upset at myself that I I cannot remember the name of the company that made those brownies. But those brownies I, were yeah. I don't have they were, I don't have the card uh, here with me right now. But I, I have that card with that name. So yeah. Well, don't if you we'll, find we'll, it, don't okay. tell me because I I don't need those in my <laughs> life. <laughs> That was, uh, they were delicious and, uh, the sweetener on them was slightly less than, than prime, but not horrible. So not one of the cancer. Yeah. Ones, it, it, it let's just say it brought horrible. back memories. That brownie brought mm. back memories, <laughs> but yeah, I, I want to say too, uh, man, I think the unexpected star of the show was probably Redmond's real salt. And I like, I never thought nothing of it. I'm like, oh yeah, a salt company. And then you taste this salt, mm-hmm. and it's man, it's just yeah. good salt. I don't know. There's really how you describe really good salt, other than saying it's it's really good salt. <laughs> There's been a lot of hype about them recently since low carb Denver, and uh, so I went ahead and I got a couple bags of it uh, because I had ran out of my Celtic sea salt. Uh, so I'm like, okay, I'll give them a shot. Um, and those bags are on my desk. I pour out a little bit in my palm and I eat it straight about three to four times a day, generally speaking, because it's that good by itself. Uh, it has just perfect flavor. Like it just, it, it, it I end up craving it at times. It's crazy. Um, it's yeah. Weird. Good stuff. It there. is definitely weird. Yeah. And then uh, yeah. I'd say very close second runner up. And uh, it almost made me rethink my stance on energy drinks were those uh, liquid energy <laughs> drinks, which are absolute insanity in a can that I know mm-hmm. I drank way too much of on those little free samples. And uh, I, I gladly uh, took some home with me and mm-hmm. I'm going to hoard them for a little while. You know, I, I'm, I'm not going to drink them fast, but I just, they were just so dang good. And they were such a good deal on the last day there that I was like, all right, well, I'm going to have to get me some of these. And I, like <laughs> I was saying before, it's a, almost like a, like a double flavored seltzer water. There's, there's really nothing mm-hmm. to them. And, and, and they were, they were just, man, they were beautiful. I love them. Yeah. So uh, the the brand on that is Liquid, L-I-K-U-I-D. I I got two cases of it. Um, They they were selling them buy one, get one. So it's like, um, okay, that's cheaper than Monster and or Bang. And I feel better with it. And so I'm going to do that. Um, So I I have those in my my den. I'm looking at them right now, actually. And I've got a couple in the fridge uh, for a pre-workout. And so... Uh, I'll be drinking one in the morning. Um, okay, yeah. well we've, yeah. So that that's definitely um, we. I'm sure we'll be talking more about KetoCon in one form or fashion. Uh, a lot of people are doing recaps, uh, and so we may do. Maybe I'll do one on Instagram tomorrow, um, so that we can keep it close to, or we can talk about it um, again uh, before next week. Uh, oh, wait, one, so last, we one last thing. Have, one last, one, one last thing. I, I'm interrupting you. Bear with me. Okay. Because I, I, I've got, I've got to say it. I've got to say it. Like I, I don't fanboy over anyone 
Like, you know, I don't, it's just not my, it's just not me. Like people are people and I'm good with that. And no matter how well they're known, but I'm not going to lie. When, when, when Dr. Sean Baker walked in, I literally gasped and then I laughed at myself <laughs> because I literally gasped. And it's, it is not because I think he's famous because obviously he's, he's very well known, but it was like that guy's information had such a profound impact on my health. And like, and once I started hearing him talking on the podcast, he was on, I went on like a information binge trying to find out everything I could. And so like, as soon as like, and I knew I had to introduce myself, I had to force yeah. myself into a conversation and, and at least get that one picture. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was a, that was just, that was it for me right there. Yeah. Yeah. You, you kind of fanboyed a little bit over, over, over him, but that that's okay. We, we all had our, our people that, that we did now, of course, for me, it was a little bit different because the guys that I would be fanboying for, I podcast or and or video edit for. So I've already had those experiences outside of Beautycon. So it just didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> didn't happen nobody nobody made you gasp? <laughs> not, not in that way. Not in that way. No. Um, and, and, I, and I tried hard for the other, quote, celebrities to make sure that I treated them just like I would another attender. Uh, because that's like, if I was a celebrity, that's how I would want to be treated. I don't want to be treated by any different than anybody else. Now I'll, I'll never probably be a celebrity unless this podcast really gets really, really huge. Um, which by the way, make sure that you subscribe, make sure you like, and, and, uh, and, and, and comment and, uh, rate our podcast because it helps get us into more, uh, more ears, uh, in the, uh, the podcast applications and suggested and whatnot. So please do that listeners. Uh, that would be a huge favor. Sorry. I had to plug that while we could not for fame, but because we really do think that there's a message here that uh, we uh, need to share. Not for fame. As I sip on my liquid energy, energy drink that I got at <laughs> keto Con 2019. Yep. 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 And, and um, no, that's not true because it's nine o'clock at night and I do plan on sleeping. Yeah. So. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, no, it would not be, uh, a good idea to take in some BHB and ca- 300 milligrams of caffeine at 9, 9 p.m. at night. Okay, well, that's enough of making our guest wait. Uh, we have uh, Josh, uh, is it Katorba? Katerba. Katerba, okay. I, Josh Katerba, yeah. Okay, there we go. Um, and I have been following Josh. He goes by keto.josh on Instagram for his keto related stuff. And, and I've also followed his personal stuff because he's also in the church slash worship circle of folks. And so I kind of latched onto both sides and uh, I saw a post a couple weeks ago that I was like, okay, this dude we need to have on because he's got a story to tell that's going to be impactful uh, not just for myself, because I think that it's going to be impactful for myself, but for a lot of uh, guys out there that have had similar uh, struggles, similar uh, similar experiences in their journey. So uh, let's go ahead and just start out with the real basic stuff. Josh, let's go ahead and, and go into uh, who you are, where you come from, kind of lead us up into... Um, adulthood and and things like that and we'll we'll dive a little deeper into your keto story after that but let's let's get some basics out of the way real quick yeah cool um hey thanks so much for having me on the show guys i really appreciate it um and uh, i'm really excited to be here uh yeah so my name is josh uh i think kind of the common thread throughout all of my like kind of existence has been storyteller um i think kind of everything that i've ever done is is kind of come back to that common thread and 
um, whether that's, you know, doing marketing or social media work or, you know, uh, songwriting or photography or, you know, kind of any of the, any of those sorts of things. Um, I think it comes back to, you know, sitting around, um, you know, my mom, mom's record collection, listening to like John Denver and James Taylor and those sorts of things. Like, I just love the craft of, of good storytelling. And so I think more than anything, I'm, I'm a storyteller. Uh, and I'm also, yeah, I've, I've, I've uh, done the music scene and, and toured for a while. And uh, currently I'm, I'm a portrait photographer and help other brands. Uh, I help other brands be more creative and uh, tell their story on social media. So that's, that's kind of my, my role and, and what I've been doing. Um, but yeah, I, I love helping um, other people be heard and uh you know kind of help them figure out how to craft their story and then and then get it in front of the biggest audience as possible awesome well um so let's let's start talking a little bit about uh keto how you found it kind of why you found it initially um we'll, we'll dig into the more recent stuff here in a bit but um you know so so let, let's start out though with with the initial finding of keto uh, so I kind of, uh, I grew up being able to kind of eat whatever I want, had a fast metabolism, played sports, um, and, and got a little chunk going on in high school. Uh, but, uh, wound up working a summer job for my uncle and kind of worked some of that off and was able to still kind of maintain just an unhealthy relationship with food. Um, and then coming into my twenties, I, I stopped, you know, playing sports altogether and just kind of more sedentary lifestyle and was in a van touring a bunch and eating junk on the road. And I gained about 10 pounds a year and, um, I tried different, you know, diets. I tried, you know, Tim Ferriss's slow carb, like the four hour body kind of thing and had a little bit of success, but I just wasn't able to find anything that was really sustainable for me. Um, and almost two years ago, uh, like one year and 50 weeks ago, um, I was with a group of friends and they had a, um, you know, another friend that walked in and everyone was blown away. They didn't even recognize him. Uh, he, you know, everyone's like, oh my gosh, you look so great. Like, is that really you? He's like, yeah, I've lost like 90 pounds. And I was like, oh my goodness, I got to talk to this guy. What did he do? Cause it's like, everyone's blown away and it's been pretty, it seemed pretty quick. You know, it's like, it's been 10 months or something like that. And he, I was like, what, what is this guy doing? And, um, I, I had just recently gone through a divorce and, you know, was, was staring down a number on the scale that I never wanted to see. I was almost at 300 pounds. Uh, I was like two pounds away from it. And I told myself I was never going to cross that threshold. And, it was just, I was just primed to be in that position where, um, you know, I was just, I was just ready to make a big change. Yeah. So, uh, I, 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 I sat down with him and I was like, we're all at a table at a, at a kind of a birthday party situation. And I, I asked him like, dude, what are you doing? He's like, meat and cheese, man, meat and cheese. I was like, wait, what? Like, that's it. And he, he just broke it down to meat and cheese. And I was like, okay, like that's kind of crazy, but I could eat meat and cheese. And he, he made it sound so simple that way. And then as we continue to talk, he unpacked like, okay, so it's, you know, called the ketogenic diet and there's a little bit more to it than that, but just kind of reducing it down to that just, just made it really easy for you to grasp onto and just kind of like that, that, you know, protein and fat kind of, you know, he just said, yeah, I just got to cut out all, all carbs, all sugar, um, and unpack kind of that beginning. Um, and I was, I was, I, I started that meal. I ordered, we were at a Mexican restaurant and I just, I ordered meat and cheese, uh, and uh, that's that's just what I started with. So, um, and I was really, really, really consistent. Went went pretty hardcore on it, and was able to to lose um, a pretty significant amount of weight. That was July fifteenth of twenty seventeen, 
And by that December, I was from went from 298 down to about 233, 232. Um, and so I, I went hardcore into it. Um, and then I just have, I just had a lot of life happen. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's kind of how I found it, found it and, 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 uh, lost a, a bunch, um, kind of right away and have been able to stay within a, a margin since then. Um, I've got a lot more to go. I want to, my goal weight is, is kind of like 200, 205, kind of that range. Um, and I'm currently sitting at 246. So life happened. You did have some regain there. Um, let's yeah. talk a little bit about that experience, not necessarily the, the, the life happening unless you just want to, but especially the, um, kind of when you look back and, and how the, the weight gain happened, how that's been affecting you on a uh, perspective way and, and like what, what your thought processes have, processes have been, uh, as that's happening. Yeah. Um, so I think that I've been on kind of a big self-improvement journey, um, both from a physical health and a mental health perspective, uh, over the, over the last two, two and a half years or so, um, going through a, a, a divorce, uh, will, will definitely, <laughs> definitely make you take a look at yourself and your habits and your whole situation. And, um, there is an advantage of, of getting somewhat of a, a a clean slate as, as awful as divorce is I, I just the, just the worst thing um there there is the the advantage of, of getting that clean slate and, and kind of getting a kind of getting a second chance or a do-over on on you know focusing on yourself uh for a minute and and you know i i have kids um and as much as i'd love to spend every every moment as possibly could with them only having them you know uh 50 of the time it does allow me to to focus on myself. And for a long time, I, I wasn't focusing on myself. I was actually neglecting myself in, in some pretty big ways and neglecting my health and my mental health and just wasn't taking care of myself. I, I went all in for the family uh, at the expense of myself to the point where I wasn't able to to be the dad and and uh, the, probably the husband that I wanted to be uh, because I wasn't I wasn't filling myself back up. I was, I was pouring out and, and wasn't doing any of that. And so kind of over the last two and a half years, um, I've done a lot of work, you know, been, been in therapy and um, I'm, I'm a huge, huge advocate for, for finding somebody that um, can really help you, you know, work through, work through whether that's, you know, childhood trauma or that's, you know, uh, I, there's so many things that, that, you know, they can help unpack and, and reframe and help you get perspective on. Um, I'm just such an advocate for that. And it's been, um, sorry. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm just such an advocate for that. Uh, there is working through a lot of those things. There, I don't know. I think in the weight loss world, so often we're like, yeah, we've got to we got to focus on these, these physical eating habits and, and you know working out and um, just kind of more of the physical world. But I think there's so much of of the the weight loss that happens more on the emotional or, or like the mental health side. I think that so often we wind up overweight and obese and um, those sorts of things because we're, we're immensely unhealthy. There's so many things that go into that, right? You, you said something that I'm queuing into. Weight loss doesn't always just have to be a physical issue. Yeah. Weight loss uh, or the need for weight loss, uh, the root cause for that can be an emotional root. And um, that, that I think is a huge revelation for, for some. Um, I know for myself, 
I have been on a similar journey. I've had to to dig in and, and do some work with some counselors to try to get through some of my things. It doesn't didn't necessarily manifest itself in the, the weight loss side of the, the world, but I agree with you. I'm an advocate for when needed, get counselors get that can come alongside you and help you get the perspective that you need on whatever it is that you're dealing with in life so that you can come out of that situation stronger and more healthy all the way around so that you can be a, uh, a fully uh, functional uh, human being. Uh, I, I was about to say adult, but it's not necessarily just an adult thing um, and things like that. So what um, outside of finding a counselor, what are some of the things that you are finding is helping you find that homeostasis between the physical and the emotional? Um. That's a really good question. I think that there is, uh, I think right now we're, we're massively undervaluing being self-aware, um, listening to ourselves and, and cueing into, you know, we try to force weight loss through, you know, our, our logical brain, our frontal cortex, right? We're like, I know the rules and paths of like, if, if I do A, B, and C, then, you know, X, Y, and Z are going to happen. We know the logical steps. We understand weight loss from like a practical sense, right? But so often the things that cause us to binge or the things that cause us to derail and, and eat things we're not supposed to or however you want to qualify that, right? Like that's not our logical brain. Like they're, they're saying you really shouldn't eat that. But our emotional brain, like our limbic system is what's cueing us to, you know, lean into those those old habits or, you know, comfort eat or any of the things that really truly cause weight gain um, and are really, you know, they're inhibiting weight loss right and so having and and being able to connect whether that's um just spending time just like you know whether it's meditation or that's you know talking things out or that's that's kind of like just sitting and thinking about like okay i just like just understand like i just binged why did i binge i think so often we're stuck on the, the the what and the how and all those rules around you know the ketogenic diet or or whatever weight loss program we're following right um, or lifestyle that we're following, um, but we don't focus on the why. Why did I gain weight to begin with? Why, you know, why am I self-sabotaging? Why am I, you know, picking up the the, the chocolate or, or whatever it is, right? And so I think I think the more self-aware we can get just by sitting and asking ourselves why, um, that's going to go a long ways. And so if I binge or if I'm like the other day, I had I was in a, a, a in a grocery store and I, I walked through the the checkout lane. And I was like, oh, I want a Hershey's bar with the almonds. And I was like, wait, why do I want that? Like, where does that come from? And it, I'd sat and thought about it. And, you know, it took me a little bit. I was, I got my groceries loaded in the car and was driving home. And I was like, oh, it's because, you know, like, this isn't anybody's fault. But, you know, growing up, like, if I was a good kid at the store, I got a, I got a treat at the end. And so still now as adults, as a 33-year-old dad who's got two kids, I'm still treating myself because that's the, the Pavlovian, like, condition that's been set up for me when I, I do a good job shopping. And so understanding that, and that's just one example and of nobody's fault. Like, you know, I, I was, a, I was a good kid and I got a chocolate bar. Like that's an awesome thing. Right. But I was conditioned and primed that now, every time I walk through a checkout lane, I have to, like, I did a good job shopping. So I have to reward myself. And so understanding that now, as I walk up to the checkout lane, I can go, Hey, this is this condition. Like now I don't have, I don't even have, I can be out in front of it. And I don't have to worry about that like trigger that of that habit. 
And so I think just simple things like that, just digging, just asking yourself, why, why did I gain weight? Why did I start gaining weight at the time that I started to gain weight can actually help you understand where that comes from. And that will help you get back to, you know, goal weight or anything like that, like understanding and being, just being self-aware. Man, that is awesome. And uh, you're, you're like literally blowing my mind right now. Cause uh, you're bringing a perspective into this that I, for one, have never even thought of. I, I make the running joke. It is no secret that I, I am, you draw that picture of the evolutionary scale. And there's a caveman and that first guy that starts to walk upright. That's me emotionally. You know, I, I'm, I'm as stubborn as can be. It, it's just the way I am. So, so for me to like stick to a diet or just walk past food and say, yeah, I'm not going to eat that. It's just because in my head, I'm not going to eat it. Boom. I'm not going to eat it. And much like you that when I started keto, uh, it, it was actually, I was cooking Christmas dinner and it was on Christmas morning and I was having a particularly rough day with a hangover and dog running away. And as I'm cooking this <laughs> feast, just at that moment, I'm like, it starts now. Like, I can't live like this. It starts now. And so I finished making the food. I didn't eat 90% of it because I decided earlier that day that I wasn't going to eat it anymore. And so, so like that, and for me, that was my moment and that's my stubbornness. And it's been, I'm able to stick with it just because my mind tells me to, and it, and it's quite that simple. And, and I've learned a lot through this, you know, through the Facebook group that, uh, that's not how everybody's brain works. You know, I, I don't know if you want to say I'm lucky because my brain works like that, or maybe I'm not because my brain works like that. But I mean, I've learned so much about human emotions and, and what people go through in these journeys strictly by the Facebook group. And to hear it come out of somebody's voice into my ears is blowing my mind right now. <laughs> no. And, and honestly, like that's a very basic why, right? Like there could be some really deep whys out there and there probably are. Um, it, it could be a childhood trauma. It could be, you know, uh, uh, some sort of, I mean, any trauma for that matter, but um, chances are that there's, there's some big emotional impact that happened and that's what's leading this charge of, of why we gain weight. Are they going to be multiple? Right. But that's a, it's a simple, basic example of why, but if we dig deep and understand, you know, like people say, Oh, I just, I'm just an emotional eater. Okay, cool. Why? That's not that not everybody's an emotional eater. Why are you an emotional eater? Why are you choosing food as your 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 comfort? There's probably there's probably a deep seated emotional brain reason that you're you know it's the same it's the it's the same brain the same part of the brain that, that controls lust and fear and joy. It's those simple emotions, but for whatever reason that brain is hardwired to fulfill its its purpose with 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 food, and so. So often we try to use that that you know frontal cortex logical brain to like override it, but we're not dealing with the part of the brain that's actually like calling those shots. And that's the part of the brain that so often we're like, oh yeah, I just feel it in my heart, right? Like, oh yeah, I just I just feel like I want it. Well, it's not really your heart. Like your your heart can't make decisions for you. That's your emotional brain. And no one, I, I feel like there's 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 not a lot of you know attention drawn to. The, really the emotional side of, of, of weight loss. I mean, there, there is, and there's, there are advocates out there for it, but um, I think it's just as much a part of like, you know, the, the science and, and they all have their place as, as part of the tent posts of, of, you know, weight loss journey. Right. Um, I just, I just want to see more happening in the, in, you know, the weight loss community uh, to kind of help bolster that, that uh, tent pole. Yeah. So you, you kind of, you've talked a lot about uh, the binging. That's one of the things that you've been very open with that, that that's kind of 
one of the ways that you uh, express some of this stuff. And that's kind of the result of uh, what that has resulted in you either regaining or just, you know, not keeping yourself, holding yourself back and, and, and things like that. Um, What are, what are some of the precursors to a binge that you notice, you know, whenever you're looking, you know, back on things, uh, what are some of those things that, that you look for preemptively to before something like that, an event would happen? And what are some of the strategies that you would suggest for others that maybe are in the same boat uh, that, that they can do to help to avoid those things? Yeah. So I think, I think the biggest things as far as like being preemptive is, is becoming as self-aware as you possibly can. Um, I know I touched on that earlier, but uh, the more you're able to get out in front of why do I want this chocolate bar at the checkout aisle or whatever that is for you, the more you're able to stop it before it even starts. Um, as far as like what actually gets me going, it, there's some sort of emotional event. There's a, 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 a category five hurricane that comes through the, you know, comes down where you're living or it's a, it's a breakup or a divorce or um, a, a loss of a, a loved one or, you know, there's so many emotional events that, You've got to be out ahead and have a battle plan of how you're going to deal with those things. And the more self-aware, the more you can put together a solid plan, um, and the more that you can have your, your, you know, your, your logic brain talk to your emotional brain and like kind of like help each other, like strategize how they're going to get through that. Um, as far as like, if you're facing that and you're in the middle of that, my best advice to you is to stop right now. There is no point in waiting till Monday to start your diet again. There's no point in making it through the weekend. There's no like the tomorrow we're you know recording on the third of July. Tomorrow's a holiday. Doesn't matter. Start now. That's it. it start like, Christ- it, start it, Christmas wait. morning when you're making Christmas dinner. Exactly. A hundred percent. It's don't wait. Don't wait because the longer you punt, and that is that is your you know that's your your limbic system just like just buying time <laughs> so it can keep getting right. That that's. You've got your logical brain. Yeah, I really need to. I really need to do this thing. But then there's like that that just urge. It's like, oh, but I really want this donut or whatever it is. And the, the best advice is you can stop right now. That your your weight loss journey or your your recovery starts right now. It's the same as an alcoholic. If you you know, I I'm I struggle with food addiction. I have food addiction, and that's not, I know that's not the case for everybody, but that's the case for me. The same thing with alcoholic. Like it starts with the next sip you don't take. It starts with the next treat I don't have. Um, for me, I know that like, I heard you guys talking about like, you know, keto brownies and stuff. Like I know that's a slippery slope for me. I know that if, if I were to, to start down that path, like that it's, I have to be very, very, very intentional about those things. Otherwise, um, and I'm like, I'm so glad that there, there are awesome companies out there that are making things for the ketogenic diet and that, um, you know, there, there are, you know, there's so many more things that are commercially available than even two years ago, right? I'm I'm so stoked on that. But it's a slippery slope for me, and I know that. And I know I can't have just one treat. I can't just like alcohol. I can't just have one drink. I can't have just one treat. Um, I have to really throttle those things. Um, and otherwise, it's a slippery slope, and I wind up, you know, <laughs> like I was in March. Um, I regained almost 30 pounds in two months, uh, and that's not an easy thing to do. I was intentionally like. I couldn't, I, you know, it, it was, it was my food addiction, but like, I wasn't trying to lose weight. I was, I was full force binging. Yeah. The I, I'm, I'm 
I'm aware that my, me, myself, if I have a whole bunch of things like I did at KetoCon that are sweet, I will have to watch myself over the next X amount of days to make sure that I don't go to the protein bar aisle of the convenience store <laughs> and say, oh, I'll, I'll just do this protein bar because it's protein, right? No, number one item is basically sugar or you know, soluble fiber or some, you know, some crap that is going to be just as bad for me as sugar. And, um, it's, it's, it's self-perpetuating these hyper palatable items. They will propel me to have more of them. And so I have to be very intentional with how I listen to those urges for sweet things to cut off that sweet tooth and get past that uh, that urge after an intentional okay i'm going to take a vacation from my stance on the sweet things because i want to try them and i want to see what's out there and what's available because it might be useful to somebody else or it might be nice for the occasional treat but again i need to be able to be aware of that all the way through so i totally i get it on some level i'm not i don't deal with food addiction at the same level that that it seems like you do but I definitely can understand where you're coming from with your stance on that and how you have to uh, be hyper aware of that and just not give it any ground like an alcoholic can't give alcohol even a sip. Yeah, exactly. And and I'm not saying that for, you know, I'm I'm not saying that my, my case is a one size fit all approach for everybody. Like I, I, I'm so excited that there are things that, you know, reasonable, you know, that are, that are reasonable for people to consume on a somewhat regular basis and they can treat themselves and not, you know, not get kicked out of ketosis. Um, I just know that's not me. And I know there are other people, you know, especially after, you know, starting to, to share a lot of my story on, on Instagram, I know there are a lot of people out there that are in the, the same or similar boat. Um, and I, I know that's not everybody, but there that's, it's a very real thing. And it's, it's, it's hard because like an alcoholic, uh, you can just stop drinking, but you can't just stop eating. Um, you know, we're, I, I'm, I'm forced to deal with the thing that I'm addicted with every single day, unless I'm on a longer fast, but, but every single day in some capacity, right? Like I have to consume a meal, you know, pretty regularly or, or several meals pretty regularly. And so I'm constantly faced with that decision where I, you know, it's not like it's alcohol where I can just say, oh yeah, I, I don't, I don't drink. Um, I can't say I don't eat. So it's challenging. It's, it's, you know, um, our society is, is, you know, especially in, in the States, it's, it's so set up for sugar everywhere all the time and po- massive portion sizes. And it, it's just, it's just a, a walking disaster for someone who struggles with, with food addiction. So let's uh, talk about that. Actually, let's dig into what day in the life uh, looks like for you in uh, terms of your ketogenic diet when you're you're on protocol. Now that you've reset and have dedicated and, and refined or uh, redirected yourself back into what you know has worked for you in the past, and uh, you know will work for you again. Um, what does that, that look like? We, we do this intentionally. What does it look, you know, what did you eat today or what does a day in the life look like? Because, uh, when we, when we ask the question, what's your favorite food or your keto food item, steak is always number one on the thing. So we just assume that it should be, (laughs) you know, what's never number one chicken. Chicken is never number one. <laughs> I saw that that post that, that you did, 
had on, I think it was Instagram, like someone commented, chicken. Yeah, chicken. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. No, I was going to say, uh, I, I keep trying to find ways to, to make chicken tasty, and I, I have yet to find a way to do it. If you, hey, Josh, you got to find a way to, you got a way to make chicken taste good in your, in your daily routine. What's your daily routine like? So my philosophy is like cheese and bacon on chicken is amazing. You can get some like mayonnaise on there or something. Um, I am in a very odd situation as far as I am not in any sort of like regular schedule right now. I'm doing a lot of contract and freelance work and I, I'm not in a daily routine. Uh, so I am kind of flying by the seat of my pants as far as routine goes. There are some days where um, like yesterday I found my, I, I, there are some days like uh, today where I, I at lunch broke a 42 hour fast by accident. Um I did not eat roll yesterday, uh, but it wasn't intentional. I just realized, you know, about nine nine thirty last night that I forgot to eat, um, which is, you know, kind of an interesting side effect of of you know being in ketosis, right? Um, and I'm I'm sure that you know there's a lot of people out there that have experienced that, like this 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 lack of urge to you know eat. Um, but yeah, so so I have uh, I'm fortunate to have a. a an awesome restaurant here in Panama City Beach that I, I frequent quite often, and they have some some pretty interesting uh, options as far as uh, um, you know keto options, right? Keto friendly options, we'll call it. Um, and today I had a, a chicken salad cheeseburger, um, and because I know the chef, I know the ingredients that are in it. It's all clean and and you know very very low carb, but it was essentially chicken and mayonnaise uh, mixed in, you know, with some spices and things like that. And then, uh, it was on two cheeseburger patties as the buns with cheese on that. Um, and that was my lunch today. Uh, and that's the only meal I've had today and will be the only meal I have today. So I, I kind of float between fasting OMAD or like two meals a day. Um, I don't have, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, it's a long story, but I'm post hurricane in Panama city um, I'm kind of in between and floating in housing situation, just that the housing economy is so awful down here. Um, I'm kind of in between places. And so I don't have access to like a kitchen where I can just like go make, you know, eggs and bacon or, or, um, you know, like I, I love doing like a Philly cheesesteak kind of situation with some, some steak and avocado. And, and I'm a, I'm a huge cheese fan. And I know some people out there in keto don't do dairy, but I do really like, I did a I actually did a cheese fast where I ate only cheese for four days. Um, and I hit some of the highest like, uh, ketone blood levels that I've, I've had on my, on my meter, um, kind of this, this whole year. Um, so I, I literally just ate cheese for four days just to test it out and see what happened. And I lost four pounds in four days. Um, it was awesome because I love cheese. So, uh, I could definitely yeah, get behind that plan. <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah, can get behind was... that plan uh, every, on, on everything, but the, uh, evacuation of said cheese from the body um, you know that so, would probably be so the only side effect that i'd be worried about i should qualify uh, that so so i did one avocado a day too to kind of get the micronutrients so i got the macros from the cheese and i got micros from avocado so i got the magnesium from the, the avocado to kind of help mount some of that out uh day three was, there's some fiber there too there is a little bit of fiber there maybe not enough because day three was kind of rough but um, it was, it was, it was, maybe we shouldn't call it a cheese fast, but we should call it a cheese cleanse. <laughs> there, you there, go. Was, there was a very, there was a very big whoosh that occurred on day three. I think a lot of the four pounds came on day three. Um, 
but it was it was interesting. I made cheese tacos, so I made like cheese. I fried some cheese up as the shell, like did a cheddar cheese shell, and then put cheese and avocado in the middle, and did a little hot sauce, and that was my whole meal. Um, and it was amazing. I think I, I think you but, just start Josh's cheese detox. We market that. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that uh, that, that sounds yeah. like a good idea to me. Yeah. So generally speaking, I'm trying to, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, if it fits your macros and sometimes OMAD, um, I'm just trying to make it work given my current situation. Um, and since I reset on May 15th, I'm down 12 pounds. Is that right? Yeah. I'm down about, I'm down about 12 pounds since, since, so in about six weeks, um, doing whatever I'm doing, whatever you're doing. Yeah, that that's not bad. Whenever you're considering that this is like the second time, I'll be honest. I regained about 20 pounds or something at one point, and I'm having a really hard time getting back under that mm. 230 point to get back and get that ball rolling. I feel good. Some of the fact that I'm at 230 still is probably because I've been in an aggressive weightlifting program with Alberto, mm. and so I'm I'm trading some of this fat for muscle because I do see some body comp changes uh but sure. yeah it is it is one of those things that i've i've been having a hard time getting that ball rolling so it sounds like you you're getting the ball rolling and so that's awesome um yeah and it, yeah, it, it kind of goes we, hard yeah and it kind of goes you know when you re- originally reached out to me you mentioned on a, a post that i made on instagram um it's a transformation tuesday post from a week and a half ago i guess two weeks ago maybe now um mm-hmm. but yeah it it, it I, I made a post of me from that day and then me from 18 months before and I'm exactly the same way. I was at 249. And the 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 kind of the the, the key to that that post or kind of the, the the point of that post was like transformation isn't just on the physical side. I look pretty similar. I think I look a lot happier in the the current version. Um I I just I I I regained this I had a I had a really rough I mentioned that earlier I had a really rough regain in 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 March um put on about 30 pounds in, in a little under 2 months and um through that process of like unpacking why that happened um I I hadn't unpacked a binge since discovering you know the key to like I did pretty good uh until this this regain and so I was able to actually kind of work through a lot of that and figure out why I was binging or why I had the urge to binge. And so now like coming out of that and being like, oh, okay, I did this emotional work um, and understand like, okay, I'm at two, I'm at 249, but guess what? Like I'm armed with all of this knowledge and self-awareness. Now I know how to get down, you know, below where I was before. My, my lowest weight was 228. So um, I've lost a full 70 um, and I'm at like 46 right now, but yeah, so I feel like I'm I'm in such a stronger mental health perspective and just so much more self-aware that, you know, that's transformation. That's 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 so much that's even more important than like a number on a scale. Um and you know, you're talking about recomp and, and things like that. Like I think a lot of people get hung up on on what that number in the scale is, but you know, and I get I get messaged all the time, like, oh, I haven't lost, I haven't lost, it's a stall, how do I break the stall? And I'm like, that, that's the, the number on a scale is only one part of it, right? Like that's that's just that's one, you know, one metric to track. There are so many other metrics, you know, whether that's you know, the, you know, uh, uh, like dimensions or, or how you know your 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 waist size or whatever you want to call, you know, how your clothes fit you, or that's you know the number on the scale, or um, that's are you you know like how do you feel uh, from a, like how's your you know because you know, like the, the keto, the keto buzz is real. Like the, you know, keto high is real. 
Um, but it's also like, how do you feel emotionally? Um, and I think a lot of people aren't talking really about that, and especially the keto side. Like, you know, I, I'm in a much better mental place, um, you know, than I was 18 months ago. No, that's great. Cool. And, uh, that's you've been quiet that, uh, for a bit. Yeah, yeah. Another thing that that just ring a couple of things that I want to bring up that kind of just ring true to me is because uh, I, I, I actually comment that a lot of times on some of these groups when you know people seem to get frustrated with their weight and what's going on there. And my my I always say the exact same thing. I said, but how do you feel? And they're like, oh, but I feel great. But and I'm like, well, stop there. Why does there have to be a but? <laughs> like you feel great. Like everything everything's going great for you except for this one little piece. And you're going to focus on that one little piece instead of the other things that are around you that are that are actually heading in the right direction. Like, yeah, the, the scale will get there. And I, and I get, you know, I understand it. That's a very important number. It's something you can track. It's something you can stare at every day. But you shouldn't let that devastate you when, when everything else around you is is going so well. And I, I'm a huge proponent of you You can't manage what you don't measure. And so I, I weigh in daily. And I know a lot of people don't do that. But um, for me, again, like that's kind of going back to the question you asked earlier, like how do you prevent a binge? Like the scale will tell you if you're, you're, you know, gaining <laughs> and, and, you know, there's obviously some leeway and, and it's not a linear journey for anybody and you can go up a little bit, down a little bit and have a whoosh and you're going to go back up. And like, I get that. But for me, if I see the pound, you know, I see the pounds go up, you know, 10 pounds in two weeks, I should probably pay attention to that. That's a very much a leading indicator for me. If, if there's too much, you know, scale gain in, in a short amount of time. So I, I weigh in every day. Um, and I, I try I try to track my you know my ketone levels and um, just really anything I can just to, to track. I have I'm kind of weird about like data. I have like my weight data going back to like 2009, so I can see like where I was at this day and you know five years ago and those sorts of things. Um, but I'm just such a firm believer, and you, you can't manage what you don't measure. That's a that's a very good way to look at it. So I am I am one of those that I measure infrequently. I don't do it every day because I do get obsessed with it and get a little bit compulsive and I can get down on myself sometimes. Uh, but I will step on the scale every two or three days. And if it's a big change, I'll log it. Like I can scan it into my phone and, and it, it logs uh, weight and body fat, estimated body fat percentage and every, you know, and everything else, bone density and things like that those house scales are so incorrect. I just look for the trend line. I'm not looking for the, uh, I'm not really looking for really close specific uh, details on that because if I want that, I'll go to an in-body scan or something like that. I'm interested in a DEXA scan at some point um, so that I can have that data uh, to compare to down the line uh, with further, uh, just to confirm that yes, I am absolutely recomposing my body uh, little by little. Um, so yeah, that, Measuring is important for a lot of people, and I think you and I are that way. Alberto is not that way. He doesn't track, uh, at least not very often, right? Uh, very rarely. I mean, weight, I do. I, I couldn't even tell you a schedule I weigh myself. I, I And I'll do it at any time of the day, any time of the night, just, just more than anything for my own personal entertainment. Uh, food, uh, I tracked a full day yesterday, which is a major accomplishment for me. I tracked about half a day today, so that really doesn't do me any good, but... Yeah, it's all baby steps, man. It's all, it's all baby steps. Yeah, yeah and for me, as far uh, as like the 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 tracking goes, um, I'm like I always weigh in the same, try to be the same time every day. That's usually before my first meal of the day, um, post using the restroom, and it's so just so it's consistent, just a baseline. 
So it's like if I'm, I'm weighing in the evening after I've had a big meal, um, that's going to start to play with, with some of that emotional side. And I think that that might be what some people struggle with. So I try to have, you know, as close to the similar scenario every time when I weigh in. Um, it's not even about getting the lowest score in the scale. It's just about that consistency. Like, okay, I've gone to the bathroom. I've, you know, I haven't eaten yet today. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and track for the day. And I only do it once a day. No, but I mean, it sounds like for you, it's all the right reasons. And it's, you're not letting it command you. You're using it as a metric to gauge your progress. And 100%. I think that I think there's a there's a big difference there. You know, like yeah, you, you might you might find yourself like okay, I might be slipping a little because this is going up, but it's not causing a panic. You you're using that information to prepare for what's next and to execute a battle plan. And I, and I that's a that's a good way of looking at it that I would never even have thought about to be perfectly honest. So uh, let's go ahead and start wrapping things up a little bit. Um, and it just it, there's a lot more that we could talk about. We could probably talk for a couple hours, but I wouldn't respect your time. And it's getting late um, for all of us. Uh, you're in the East Coast time, so it's even later for you. Um, uh, so what? Um, one one final question before we get into where people can get a, in contact with you and things like that. Um, what are some of your favorite resources that you either give newbies or that you reference on a regular basis? Um, honestly, uh, yeah, honestly, I think uh, I, my fitness pal is great. Um, just a basic understanding of nutrition. Um, if, you, if you're not aware, you know, super newbies, like, you know, I, I, I had one time where I ordered a bunless burger at a, a drive through and, and they said, you don't eat bread. I said, no. And she goes, not even toast. No, not even toast, uh, <laughs> which was an amazing interaction. But like I said, yeah, I don't eat carbs. She said, What's a carb? I'm like, so, you know, just a basic understanding of nutrition. It will go a long way. And I think really just understanding I'm a tracker. I love data and, and especially like getting started with the, the keto diet, um, ketogenic lifestyle, um, knowing what you're putting in is so huge. And so tracking, you know, whether that's, you know, my fitness pal or something like that, um, that's probably the first place to start. Um, honestly, I, I, there's the, the keto Reddit is what is fantastic for, you know, there's yes, it is. just a huge community. Um, and that, that was a huge help for me early on. And I, I send people there, um, honestly, just getting in community. I think that we're not made to do life apart. And I think so often, especially with things like, you know, weight gain and weight loss there's there's a lot of shame and a lot of this like we're we're, we're trying to be we're, we're pulled away and pulled into isolation in our shame and that continues and perpetuates weight gain but i think if you get in community so for me a huge community out there is is the instagram keto community um getting on that train you know i i didn't even i started two years ago but i didn't join i didn't make an instagram account for keto and start talking about it until last year so yeah, just just joining community on um, whether that's, you know, a local group or that's that's getting, you know, a part of you know y'all's Facebook group, uh, which is uh, just getting in getting in community is is um, just an awesome thing. Yeah, that um, for where I am in this point in my life, that our Facebook group has absolutely uh, been that community and um, having this group of guys that we uh that group of guys that, that we kind of huddled up with and spent most of the weekend with uh, during KetoCon uh, just strengthened that 
just made it even you know stronger and uh, then we also have a, a group instagram message that keeps on going way past uh, KetoCon that that's been really <laughs> fun to have so finding different ways to connect with a, a community large or small uh, that's very very important um so where can people find you where can people uh, get in touch with you whether it be instagram or, or social or, or whatnot what, what's your what are your connection points? Uh, yeah, uh, on Instagram, I'm at keto.josh, and that's really the best way to get a hold of me uh, for anything kind of keto-related. Um, I love meeting new people, hearing their stories, and uh, even you know helping find out what that why is for them. So I'm I love making new friends, and especially especially inside of this community. So I'd love to chat with you. Feel free to to reach out. Don't be a stranger. Fantastic. Cool. Well, you, you just got one follow from a capital underscore painter. That's me. Um, and anyone else can find me there as well. It is a slight combination of random automotive car painting facts, workout stuff, and food. <laughs> and another good place to find me would be, of course, the Keto Man Club. I'm extremely active there. You should have no problem getting hold of me in either of those two places. Absolutely. And I am Duckman Keto on instagram and uh duckman 1221 for my personal uh instagram and then as uh, alberto said i am always available for the most part on the facebook group uh, or in facebook messenger uh so feel free to reach out to me in any of those ways if you have a question a suggestion if you have the desire to come on and share your story please let us know. We actually have an email address you can use for that. And it is keto man's club podcast at gmail.com. So keto man's club podcast at gmail.com. Email us uh, for any of those items, uh, questions, comments, uh, things like that. As mentioned before, if you would do us the favor of going on to your podcasting platform, and if they have the ability to rate or leave a comment, Please do. Uh, a big one of those is the Apple Podcast or iTunes environment. That goes a long way to try to get us on to charts, to get uh, into more suggestions. Uh, we are the only one that focus on men and men's health. And so being able to get out there in front of more men uh, would be a really good thing because I think that we have a unique message to share. You can follow our podcast and make sure that you get notification that when a new episode comes out uh, by going to at Keto Man's Club podcast on Instagram. Uh, and if you want an easy way to get to our Facebook group, you can go to theketomansclub.com. That takes you straight to the Facebook page. If you're not already a member, please feel free to apply. Fill out all three questions for us. That goes a long way to make sure that we uh, are able to get you into the group and find the uh, right fit for you. Josh, thanks so much for coming on. We really appreciate you spending the time and sharing your story. I, I had a feeling my sixth sense was kicking in that we really needed to have you on, that you had something you needed to share. And I think that that was absolutely true. So thank you so much. Yeah, by all means, man. Like Chris said, Chris, I will no longer doubt your sixth sense because it's, it's clearly on fire. But yeah, thank you for so much for, for swinging by here and, and, uh, and sharing your experience with us and uh, opening my eyes to a lot of things that, uh, that I knew about but just needed to hear live from a person. 
Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. It's, it's been an absolute pleasure and joy. And thank you for everything that you're doing uh, for the, the, the men's keto community um, and really just kind of championing that cause. It's, it's um, really needed. And um, as someone who's very passionate about, you know, having people have their stories heard, having a platform in which people can tell their stories is, is really exciting and super cool to me. So thank you so much for having me. Thank you for letting me tell my story a little bit. And uh, I'm, I'm just so thankful for you guys and everything you're doing. Absolutely. Well, uh, that's a wrap for us this week. We'll have um, we'll, we'll return back to our semi-normal format where we kind of call out a post or two in uh, the next episode. But I think that wraps us up because that's an hour and uh, it's been a really rich hour. So we don't need to lengthen it any further than that. Until next week, we will see you then. Thank you for joining us for the Keto Man's Club podcast. Your support means the world to us. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Would you help us spread the word about the Keto Man's Club by sharing with your friends and family? We're available on all podcast platforms, so just search for Keto Man's Club and you'll find us. If you would like to connect with us, you can do so a number of ways. Our web address leads to our Facebook group, theketomansclub.com. That's T-H-E-K-E-T-O-M-A-N-S. C-L-U-B.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at Keto Man's Club Podcast. Lastly, if you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out via email to Keto Man's Club Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you again for joining us today, and we look forward to hanging out with you again next week. <laughs>